In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of Tuba, and the theme of this Coptic month is the salvation of the whole world. And the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Messiah, is not just for the Jews, it's for the Gentiles as well. And that's why in the Pauline epistle of today, we read a portion from Romans 15 that says, Now I say that Jesus Christ has come, become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God. The circumcision is the Jews. To confirm the promises made to our fathers. And then he goes on and says... And that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy. And I think the psalm also reiterates this theme of the salvation of the world. The birth of Christ was for the salvation of the world. It says, The Lord has made known His salvation, His righteousness He has revealed in the sight of all the nations. He has remembered His mercy and faithfulness to the house of Israel and to all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Everyone has seen the salvation of our God. The gospel of today also reflects on the theme of salvation to the world. And you see the Holy Family is forced to flee from Bethlehem because of this murderous king. And they flee to Egypt. And Bethlehem resembles the Jews and Egypt represents the... The Gentiles. So fleeing from Bethlehem represents the rejection of the Lord... And going to Egypt represents the Lord's invitation to the Gentiles. So God has invited all people to worship Him, to become part of His family. And the question we should ask ourselves today, and this is the one that was troubling me, is are we like Herod, who caused the Lord to flee, and actually just kept thinking of more and more evil, or will we be receptive to the Lord? Will we accept Him? Do we want Him to be in our towns and in our villages and in our life? Herod did not accept this salvation. He loved his authority. He loved his power. And he saw a newborn child as a threat, a threat to his current way of life. And Herod, he didn't want to change his way of life. He was happy the way he was living. And sometimes I feel like we are like Herod. We're like Herod. We don't want to change our way of life. We are resistant to accept the salvation of the Lord. And I think Herod did not accept the salvation of the Lord because of a big reason. A big reason. And that is because he loved the world. He loved the world. And that's why today I want to speak to you about the love of the world. Because we cannot accept salvation if we love the world. And the love of the world has become very subtle these days, but it's very dangerous, very dangerous. The love of the world, number one, is very dangerous because the world promotes sin and rejects truth. Promotes sin and rejects truth. And that's why the Catholic epistle of today says, whoever has been born of God does not sin. And we talked about this in the past many times. Does not, means, does not keep on sinning. Cannot how has someone been born of God and accepts salvation? He keeps on sinning because he has been born of God. And then he goes on to say, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. 
The world is dangerous because the world rejected its creator. The world rejected its creator. Even the Lord's own people, his own king, his own priests, his own nation did not recognize the birth of the Savior. And there's lots of sins that the world is promoting now. And I don't need to tell you about all the sins that the world is promoting now. But I think the most dangerous one is a philosophy of the world that says, my life is mine to do as I please. It's my life, let me do what I want, let me live the way I want to live. So the world is promoting this indulgence. Just do what you want. And I think you can summarize this philosophy of the world in one word. And that is, the philosophy of the world is very selfish. Is very selfish. And that is worldliness at its core, is selfishness. Godliness, on the other hand, is the self-emptying, is the kenosis, as, as is written in Philippians. Self-emptying is what the Lord Jesus Christ did. He emptied himself, is to become selflessness, like to give yourself up for it. It's very different from the world. The world is telling you, do as you please, do what pleases your body, do what makes you... And the church is telling you, empty yourself, give to your brother. Very different philosophies. One says, my will be done. The other says, your will be done. And now even selfishness is now veiled and clothed now, like the world has made it appealing. And now many people, they cover their selfishness in a, in a, in a guise, in a veil that's called self-care. So that means we get to pamper ourselves and we get to spoil ourselves. And we call this self-care. But really this is like, could be, Selfishness disguised. And we make excuses. But actually, I think what we're really doing is like justifying our condemnation. The other day I was speaking to young professionals about marriage. And they, they asked a question and I gave them an honest answer. And they were asking about like the state of marriage in our generation. I said, actually, it's very terrifying and I think it's terrifying because our generation, my generation, is more selfish than my parents' generation. And I feel it. And I'm more selfish than my parents' generation. And I feel that this selfishness is going to, we're going to pay the price of this selfishness. That we are always about us and what I need and what I want. And relationship is not about my needs. It's about service. And this generation, my generation, is very at odds with. This is against the philosophy of the world. That's because this generation, I feel, lacks the idea of service. Lacks the idea of service. Is lacking. Is lacking. And many people, they come to church and they have this idea. I can come to church, I take communion and do whatever, but I don't want to do anything with anybody. And I don't want to do any service. And I don't want to do anything. And I wonder where this concept, I always wonder where this concept came from. Remember at the Last Supper when the Lord instituted the, the mystery of communion? What did he do right before communion? He washed the feet. He did service. So there is no communion without service. 
There is no communion without service. Zay Wahid comes, like, comes to take communion. I feel like Wahid goes to a car, fills up his car with a bunch of gas, and then he keeps it parked. So what's the point? What's the point? The point is, you partake in the mysteries, your life is supposed to be service, life of service, acts of mercy. We've been talking a lot about acts of mercy. Let us not be selfish like Herod was. Herod, that was the most selfish king ever. He was only living for himself and his own carnal desires. That's the way of the world. That's why the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Do you want to be enemies with God? Then you cannot be friends with the world. I know this is very troubling to the younger generation because we all want to fit in and we all want to, to you know, but it, it can't happen. <laughs> it, it can't happen. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Number two, the love of the world is very dangerous because the world distracts us from what is heavenly. We always must, like, uh, when we live in the world, we become attached to the world and we become attached to things in the world. So we need to become like Job. Job said, naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I shall return. Naked I shall return. So I should not be attached to the things of this world. I know this is easier said than done. But I, I think that we can liken this world to a glamorous ship, if you will. Like a glamorous ship. Think of like the cruise liners. And on this cruise liner, there's extravagance, there's the chandeliers, there's the buffets, there's all the wonderful stuff and the casinos and a lot of fun and shows. And, but on this like, cruise liner, there's a small hole. And this cruise liner is about to sink. And it's a small hole and it's a very big ship. But that cruise liner is going to start sinking. And it's going to sink. And it's sinking slowly, but it's sinking. Make no mistake about it, it's sinking. And gemmed this nice extravagant boat, there's like a, a little lifeboat. A very modest boat. It doesn't have the buffets. It doesn't have the casino. It doesn't have the shows. Would you get on the lifeboat? Valenta, you're happy in the big glamorous boat with the buffets. Which one, which boat would you be on? I think many people are enjoying this life and enjoying this. But this life is sinking. <laughs> this life is going down. And it, this is the time to get onto the lifeboat. The lifeboat is the church. It doesn't have a buffet. Actually, it teaches you to fast. It has no extravagant shows. It has a nice show, a simple, modest show. But if you come into this boat, this boat will give you life, I promise you. The other boat, as nice as it is, it's sinking. It's going down. So don't stay attached to a boat that is sinking. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. God wants us to be attached to Him. And one of the things we can see, are we attached to this world or are we not? Or is, are we worried about the things of this world? Do we worry about the things of this world? 
That's why the Lord said, do not worry about your clothes, what you eat or what you drink. And maybe I could add a few more things to the list. Don't worry about the exam. Don't worry about your job. Don't worry about your home. Don't worry about all of these things. The Lord knows you need of all these things. But the, the Lord said, seek first. Seek first. Be first attached to the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all of the other things will be added to you. Added to you. Another sign that we might be attached to the world is when we have multiple personalities. Because the love of God and the love of the world, they do not go together. They actually take away from each other. That's why St. John, in his epistle, he says, If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. It's like oil and water. You can't try to mix them. They don't. They don't mix together. And they will never mix. They will always be two separate phases. And similarly, the Christian who loves the world, he has two phases in his life. He has two personalities. One worldly personality, one godly personality. And these two, perf- two phases, these two personalities are because we have two masters. Two masters. And the Bible says, you can't have two masters. Either you're going to love one and hate the other. And this is what makes even like us more confused because society tells us it's okay to behave this way in this context. And it's okay to behave this way in a different context. You can use this language with your friends, but when you're with your parents, you can't use this language. When you're here, you can talk this way, you can watch these things, and that's okay, but when you're here, you can't do these things. If you live in this city, this city allows this, 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 and this, but this city does not. And then you're, Eda, which, how, how, then the multiple personalities start to to come about. This is attachment to, to the world. I think even in the epistle of Galatians, one thing that I I really admire about St. Paul is that he told St. Peter he was wrong because St. Peter had a little bit of this, like, dual personality. He started to eat with the Gentiles, and then when the Jews came about, he said, oh no, I I can't eat with the Gentiles in front of the Jews. And he was a little cowardly. And so St. Paul said, no, you can't live this dual way, being like, and, and acting one way in front of certain people and acting another way in front. He said, this is not the gospel. You are not acting straight. All of us, we need to be straight, acting straight, one personality. I am one person. I act the same way here, outside, in my room, everywhere. I am one person. Number three, the love of the world is dangerous. Because the love of the world always leaves us feeling discontent. It always leaves us feeling discontent. Because Lucifer, he was discontent. He was discontent. He was discontent with his rank as an angel. And he wanted more. So he rebelled against God. And Satan continues to use discontentment in the life of, of like the church to fuel rebellion against God. 
and says, oh, you're not happy? Oh, and I'll give you some more pleasure to make you happy. And he uses discontentment to fuel this rebellion against God. And that's why he even went to Eve and said, do you want to be like God? You're not happy living in paradise? Well, you're in paradise. Be happy. Enjoy. Be content. But he said, no, 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 no. You could have more. You could become like God, knowing good and evil. Just eat. And they ate and fell. Satan loves to, to spread this discontentment in people. And now the young people, they say, I wish I was old. And the old, when we have something old, like an old phone, we say we want something new. And if we have something small, we say we want something bigger. And if we have $100, we say we need $200. And if we have an apartment, we say we need a house. If we have a house, we need a condo or a mansion. And, if we need, and it never stops. If we have a job, I need the next job. I need something bigger. If we're single, we say we need to get married. If we're married, we say... The idea is that if only I had this or this or this, I would be happy. But this is not... This is the devil. This is the devil. This is all the devil. That's why the great saints of the church, St. Maximus, St. Domedius, St. Alaria, St. Anna Simone, all of these, they're royalty. They had everything in the world. They had all the pleasures of the world, and they left all of the pleasures of the world. And all the riches, why? To find peace with, to find peace with God. The only way you can accept salvation is if you say, I don't want the things of this world. If I don't want the things of this world. Remember that the world is trying to, us to be selfish. Don't be selfish. We need service. Remember that the world is trying to mess with our personality and tell us, like, you need this, you need this, you need this. No. And so discontent. We don't need that. All we need is the Lord Jesus Christ. If we have this idea, we won't be like Herod and, and do atrocities and kill innocent children and do all of these things just to stay on a throne. And guess what? After a little bit, he died. <laughs> he did all of this stuff and he put a lot of blood on his hands and he died. And we work so hard. And then at the end, what do we have to show for it? We'll have nothing. The ship is going, it's sinking. It's time to get off of this boat and to get onto the lifeboat. And glory be to God forever. Amen.